It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Carolyn Hudson, registered dietitian and today's host of Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and life-changing nutrition counseling. Good morning, listeners. I'm Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist, and I'll be today's co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition. And it's great to be here with you today, Carolyn. Don't get to see you very often. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about how the foods you eat can either help to increase joint pain or decrease joint pain. So if you've just tuned in, we're discussing how foods affect your joint pain. I think that's probably a new thought for a lot of people. Oh, I I totally agree that it's a new thought. So for all you ex-football players, we understand your knee pain may be from an old football injury. But, of course, not all of our listeners are ex-football <laughs> players. I'm certainly not. And if your joint pain is not from an injury, what do you think the cause really is? Are you aware that certain foods can damage your joints? Yes, there are foods that can damage your joints and cause pain. So as nutritionists, we know that sugar is a food that is really bad for your joints. I actually have a great example about this. It's from an uncle who loves to hunt. So I don't know if my uncle's listening, but Uncle Richard, if you are listening, you might be saying to yourself, Cara, do you mean that foods that I could be eating are affecting my joint pain? Or my uncle might be thinking to himself, well, you know, my knee pain is always worse after I stop at my favorite small town bakery. And I pick up a couple of those chocolate eclairs that I just have to have and that cup of coffee on my way to go hunting. Oh, no. Are you saying that my favorite pastry is causing me to have more pain? I wonder if he's thinking that. (laughs) I bet you not. It's probably a new thought for your uncle Mm -hmm. even. So perhaps for you, the sugar and the flour from that pastry is creating inflammation, inflammation in your joints. Then that inflammation leads to pain. Right. I mean, that's where we get pain, right? When Mm -hmm. we have inflammation. And so, Carolyn, are you saying that if my uncle drives right through that small town and he decides not to stop for his favorite pastry, he may not have as much knee pain while he's chasing down his pheasants? Yes. (laughs) Perhaps having less pain is just the encouragement that my uncle needs to cut back on sugar. So listeners, we want you to say this. Say this out loud to yourself right now at 8 o'clock in the morning Central Time. Sugar drives pain and inflammation. Oh, yes, I agree. Based on uh, some research done in 2002 about sugar and inflammation, we know sugar and foods that turn into sugar, and maybe I should repeat that, you know, the foods that turn into sugar like the that like those pastries or pasta or rice or bread, any of those things, mm-hmm. they turn into sugar in our bodies and they lead to inflammation. So this study was reported in the American Journal of Cancer Nutrition. 
Since that study 15 years ago, uh, we have known that foods high in sugar, again, such as pastries, pancakes, pizza, pasta, they increase inflammation. So these researchers, they didn't just guess that sugar causes inflammation. Mm -hmm. They actually measured it with a blood test. That blood test is called C-reactive protein, or CRP for short. These researchers found that foods high in sugar actually Mm -hmm. increased the CRP numbers. We've been talking about CRP at our office for decades. Yes, yes. So... It's great information to share. So, okay, yes, sugar can easily cause more knee pain because it causes inflammation. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about that C-reactive protein measure. The CRP test, again, that's short. the short term. It's interesting to note that the C-reactive protein test is emerging now, finally, as mm-hmm. one of the most important blood tests you can get from your doctor. So remember, what CRP is indicating is the overall level of inflammation throughout the body. Yeah, so today, you know, many doctors regard inflammation of the blood vessels as an underlying cause of coronary artery disease. And, and many other diseases, as a matter of fact. Many of you listeners might recall that Dar, Greg Peterson, and I talked about this very fact a little earlier this year on our January 28th Dishing Up Nutrition show. You can listen to that podcast on our website. You can go to weightandwellness.com and click on the menu in the upper left-hand side. Click on podcasts and then mm-hmm. find the show and listen. Another way that people can listen to that show, we do have the app as well, right, Carolyn? So yeah. People can oh, that's right. Yeah, get the app up, on their phone. It's so a there's free app, Dishing yeah, Up Nutrition. There's a couple different ways to listen to past shows. I actually remember Greg Peterson mentioning on that show that Dr. Paul Ridger from Harvard Medical School found that people with elevated CRP levels were four and a half times more likely to have a heart attack compared to those who had low CRP levels. That's a really interesting t- statistic, isn't it? Four and a half times. Wow. I mean, I, people are terrified of heart disease. Yeah. So this CRP is a really important marker. It really is. And I, I bet you a lot of our listeners have never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. But as nutritionists, we understand that the C-reactive protein to be a very sensitive marker of systemic inflammation, which measures, again, the amount of inflammation in your body. That's right. And as nutritionists, we also understand that inflammation can have many causes. So the cause of inflammation might be from having a bacterial infection. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Carolyn, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if listeners are have connected these dots before. So inflammation could be from a bacterial or fungal or viral infection. But most commonly, you know, it's not necessarily from an infection, but it's from the foods that we're eating. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, here are the three foods that we consider to be big-time inflammation culprits. We talk about this all the time. We do. Um, At least in our office, we do. (laughs) But So number one, sugar. Number two, any product with flour. You know, that would be anything with wheat, Mm -hmm. basically. Uh, The white foods, sugar and flour. 
And then number three, dairy products. Most often when clients stop eating one or preferably all of these inflammatory foods, their knee pain goes away. It's absolutely amazing until, you know, they fall back into those bad habits. Oh, yes, they do, don't they? And we know, I mean, this happens. Realistically, Mm -hmm. this happens. But they eat a few baguette slices. Maybe they go to the vending machine. They grab some gummy bears. Uh, They have a piece of pie at a restaurant. Maybe they have an ice cream cone or a bowl of ice cream before bed. The pain comes roaring back. Yeah, well, you know, I actually have a little story about that. Uh, a few months back, I have a I have a little hip injury, and um, and it happened a long time ago, and it doesn't flare up very often. But I had a piece of pizza. <laughs> the next day, my hip pain was really bad, and I went, "Oh my goodness, why did okay. I have that piece of pizza?" So let's talk about what was in that pizza, Carolyn. Well, it was more. It, <laughs> I think it was even a thick crust. <laughs> well, so we're, we have. We've got the, the flour, the flour and the, and crust, the crust, and we've got the the dairy with the, the cheese, cheese. You know, so those are the two biggest culprits there. Probably mm-hmm. the sauce probably had some sugar in it as well. Mm-hmm. That tomato, and of sauce. course, especially the thicker crust yes. is turning into a lot of sugar in your body. I know, yeah. and it didn't. I'm not scolding you. <laughs> I'm just explaining to <laughs> well, listeners what as happened. I said, life happens, right? I couldn't yeah. resist that one piece of pizza. Thank you for sharing that example, though, <laughs> but. You know, today we wanted to throw in a little science uh, your way so that you can help connect your knee pain or joint pain, whatever kind of pain you have, to foods that are high in sugar. We want you to connect your pain to your favorite bakery treat um, or connect your pain to the cereal and milk you have for breakfast every morning. Or connect your pain to your afternoon mocha latte with high fructose corn syrup and milk. Or connect your pain to your Coke and that bag of Doritos that you might be having while you're watching TV. <laughs> or your uh, uh, or that big bowl of ice cream before you go to oh, bed. Oh, we hear about that all the time, that bowl of ice cream before bed. <laughs> well, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and life-changing nutrition counseling. In modern medicine, so many doctors today are specialists. There are cardiologists, vascular surgeons, rheumatologists, there are podiatrists, there are sleep doctors. The list of specialists goes on and on. And then there are the primary doctors who handle it all for us. In the field of nutrition, we are like uh, the primary doctors. We handle food sensitivities. We handle picky eaters. So do you want to know what's so neat about our jobs? It's that whatever you eat affects every one of your health conditions, and we can help. Set up an appointment with one of us today. Call 651-699-3438 to ask questions or set up an appointment with a nutritionist today. There are some things we wish for you to do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack dance at the next wedding to love shack play tag with your kids and hear them say that was the most awesomest day walk your dog jog or both just because you can comfortably fly coach all the way to japan be there on graduation day especially if it's yours and you got your mba meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun this is your life 
Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next week, Dar is going to be on the radio with a very special guest and friend of hers, Dr. Ann Louise Gittleman. She's written... 30 different nutrition books, including the new Fat Flush Plan. Dar credits Anne Louise with helping her make the connection between food and people's health issues. Dar also expresses a lot of gratitude to Dr. Anne Louise for having been such a wonderful mentor. I know I'm going to catch next week's show on Saturday morning. I want to hear every word of that show. Now, Dr. Ann Louise is a pretty fast talker. Yes, <laughs> I've had the I've pleasure of meeting her, and I've heard her on our show in the past. And so you may want to listen a second or third time via our podcast so you can catch every word. And just a reminder again, you can go to our website, weightandwellness.com. Click on Menu. It's in the upper left-hand corner. Click on Podcasts, and then just find the show You can listen as many times as you like. Podcasts are free. And again, we have that app so you can listen via your phone as well. Now, I just have a little announcement because if anyone is interested in working for a wonderful nutrition company, Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we actually are hiring for a front desk manager at our Eden Prairie location. So be sure to check out details on our website, weightandwellness.com. You can actually apply via the website. It's at, just go to the bottom. There's a section that says careers, and it has all the information. Um, but it, I did take a peek at that this morning, and it said, if you're interested, just send your resume to Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at weightandwellness.com. Oh, good. I hope we get some good applicants And Carolyn there. is out at Eden yeah, Prairie. Yeah, that's my office. You could work with Carolyn. Yeah, that would be great for... Um, While we were on break, we actually had a caller, and I believe the question was about do nightshade vegetables? Was that the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and the caller did not want to stay in the air, just had a question about would that influence knee pain, for example? Well, I think the first thing that both Kara and I would say is get rid of that sugar in your diet. That's absolutely number one. And uh, probably get away, get away from the um, dairy as well. Take those things out. And if you're still having problems, then maybe start start eliminating those nightshade vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a kind of a process of elimination. I would, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Usually, when I've got clients in my office, you know, we we take out the basics. We basically get them eating as clean and as sugar free as possible, as the client is willing, mm-hmm. and then we start looking at other things. And kind of the same at the other end. Once the knee pain is gone, or whatever pain we're working on. Then we start adding things back in every once in a while mm-hmm. just to see, oh, is it is it the wheat that's causing that or is it the dairy mm-hmm. or is it both? Right. Then, you know, it's it's much easier to figure it all out if you add mm-hmm. one thing back or or take a few things out and then gradually add them back in. 
I think that's great advice. And just if listeners are wondering what nightshade vegetables are, um, I mean, just some yeah. examples would be potatoes, mm-hmm. peppers, tomatoes, eggplant, Egg. yeah. just a few. Um, but that's, you know, I think some people jump to that first. Like, oh, I have knee pain. I have joint pain. I need to give up nightshade vegetables. But it doesn't really make sense to us to continue eating sugar and right. flour and dairy mm-hmm. and give up nightshades. We would say give up those other three culprits mm-hmm. first. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think going back to your number one, two, and three. Exactly. Sugar, flour, and dairy. Yeah. You know what? We have a caller here. So let's go ahead and take Paula's call. Good morning, Paula. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question about uh, balsamic vinegar? I do. I have been making my own dressing, and I just read recently where a balsamic vinegar, white maybe in particular, is high in sugar. Is it better to use red or white wine vinegar versus the balsamic in dressings? That's a great question. I actually have not heard that. I okay. haven't heard that either. Um, I love balsamic vinegar, yeah, and I, do um, I don't think that it should have any sugar in it. Okay. And maybe if it's pear-infused or something, yes. maybe that's what you're talking about. Yeah, the about. flavored that certainly ones. be. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. So, again, you can look at the label. Okay. Look at the ingredients on the label. Look at the nutrition facts on the label. That's where you're going to get that information. So if okay. it says carbohydrates, you know, 20 grams or something in a tablespoon, yeah, it's got sugar mm-hmm. in it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Great question. Yes. And I like that she's pairing that with a healthy olive oil. Yes. Because we don't want a low-fat dressing. We want a good, healthy olive oil in there. Absolutely. Before break, um, Carolyn, you were talking about different things that people eat or drink that lead to pain. Coke, Doritos. Right. The ice cream before bed. <laughs> Another study from the Harvard School of Medicine looked at food and inflammation in 244 healthy women. So can you talk about what this study found? Yeah, the women who ate the greatest amount of high sugar foods had the highest CRP levels. Remember that C-reactive protein. protein. The consumption um, of refined carbs was linked to the inflammatory process that promotes heart disease joint pain, and general inflammation, and, you know, body aches all over. So, yes, the bagel you ate this morning may be connected to your inflammation. Or the big bowl of oatmeal and raisins you think is so good for you may Mm. be connected to your knee pain. Or what about that Sunday brunch of French toast and pancakes? Hmm. Hmm, that might mm-hmm. also be connected to your pain. You know, just this past Thursday, I was working with a client who told me that she had just had knee replacement surgery. So I asked her, what do you think broke down your knee joint? Because I don't think she was a football player, like <laughs> we talked not. about at the beginning of the show. It happens to a lot of football players. So I asked her. Did you damage your joint in a car accident? And she replied, oh, no, you know, definitely not a football player, not a smoker. There was no car accident. But a few years ago, I wanted to cut back on calories. So I was told that if I drank, switched my soda over to diet soda instead of like the sugar soda, that I could stay full. So I was drinking several cans of diet soda per day. 
just to stay, be able to stay on a low calorie diet because she was trying to lose weight. So after a couple years of drinking several cans of diet soda every day, my knee started to hurt. This is what she told me. So finally, after two years of just constant pain, every time I tried to walk my dog or just do anything, I decided to have a knee replacement. Oh, my gosh. So well, isn't that an interesting story? Yes. How it, that came yeah. to be? Well, and I bet your our listeners, some of, the, some of you may know that soda really isn't that good for you, right? It pulls the minerals from your bones, leaving you with weak, fragile bones. So one of my uh, client's knee bones just hmm. wore away. Gosh. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has a great class that's called Nutritional Solutions for Pain and Inflammation that shows how soda actually leaches minerals from your bones. There's a graphic of a skeleton in the class to help you visualize how soda actually pulls magnesium, calcium, potassium, iron, and other trace minerals from your bones. And we know that lack of minerals in your bones leads to weak, fragile bones. Oh, boy. It's already right. time for our, almost time for a second really break. Quickly, yeah. yeah. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are discussing the food connection to knee pain. When I think of knee pain, I think of the nurses who work 12-hour shifts and are up on their feet, walking, standing, squatting, or bending most of those 12 hours. I also think that they need good nutrition to protect their cartilage and their bones. Cereal bars are not the answer. Coke and Mountain Dew are not the answer. Crackers and cookies are not the answer. I encourage nurses to take our weight and wellness series to learn what to eat to maintain strong bones and cartilage. Not only will you learn what to eat for your health, but you will also receive 14.4 continuing education credits. So that's a real win-win for for you. Um, We have classes starting the week of March 27th. And if you live out of town, you can come and take our weekend wake, wait, sorry, weekend weight and wellness series the weekend of April 27th. Uh, if you want to give us a call, please do so. 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are starting to understand that anti-inflammatory drugs can and often do have serious side effects. So what can you do if you have knee pain? so that you're not taking an anti-inflammatory drug like Advil, Mm -hmm. you know, any of those non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Well, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we have an exceptional supplement. It's from a very reputable company called Metagenics, and the supplement is Osteovantive. So this Osteovantive supplement contains undenatured type 2 collagen from chicken bones, And it also contains an anti-inflammatory component. Um, It's similar to a product called Caprix. It has a lot of the same herbs like natural hops. And it's it's all natural. Osteovanov is all natural. What it does is it helps to restore tendons, ligaments, and cartilage. And it helps to decrease pain and inflammation. Oh, and I can't forget about this. (laughs) For best results, we asked... That you cut back on your sugar intake. Oh, surprise! So, you know, I know people like the idea of taking a natural supplement and getting rid of their pain. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it's not going to combat 
well, it's a not, high sugar yeah, diet. If you're not eating properly, you cannot, your supplements or, you know, even your medications certainly aren't going to take away all of the bad things happening to you, right? So you got to exactly. eat right first. Yeah. And I actually, can I just share, I had a client on Thursday. Um, I feel like I had a lot of inflammation going on with my clients on Thursday, but a gentleman came in and he is a mechanic. And so he, a very, very physical, laborious job, Mm -hmm. you know, works 10 hour days. And he's so smart because he gets up every morning and he works out to get his core strength and to get his, keep his body strong so that he can tolerate all that physical labor. That's great. He actually is now gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And he notices when he has any of those things, he is in a ton of pain. Wow. The next day, uh-huh. just like you talked about. Yes. <laughs> and yes. he happens to take two osteovantive every day just to keep his inflammation down. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I know that supplement is really good. And uh, if you have questions about Osteovantive, you can call 651-699-3438. And if you have questions for us at the studio today, give us a call 651-641-1071. We're happy to answer any questions. Yeah, well, think about this. Research has found that every pound of weight you carry on your body, you put up to four pounds more stress or force on your knee joints. So if you weigh 200 pounds, that's like 800 pounds of stress on your knee joints. If you weigh close to 300 pounds, like some of our clients, that's nearly 1,200 pounds of force oh, on wow. your knee joints. Never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's really amazing if you think about it. You know, weak and fragile joints just cannot hold up under all that weight. So carrying too much weight is so much more than just how you look, right? It is much more about mm-hmm. your health and That's the right. additional stress that you are putting on your joints. So many of the clients I see for a one-on-one nutrition consultation are complaining of knee pain. Many of them believe it's just a genetic issue. And they will say that in our appointment. They'll say, you know, my grandparents and my parents had knee problems. So I guess I will, too. Listeners, does that sound like something that you would say? Is it bad genetics or is it bad food? Could it be from the special homemade caramels at Christmas or the delicious tasting brownies that are being served at graduation parties? Maybe it's the big platter of decorated sugar cookies that are going to be coming up for or, Easter. Or that Easter basket, right? Or just the Easter basket <laughs> with all those jelly beans and the chocolates. You know, it could be something like that morning coffee cooler that you top with whipped cream, a little caramel drizzle, and some pieces of Snickers. <laughs> the one that you decide to get to treat yourself after your Zumba class. <laughs> yeah. Sugar, sugar, sugar. So on that note, I am pleased to announce that Gary Tobbs, author of The Case Against Sugar, brand new book. Have you read that, Carolyn? Yes, I just finished reading it. And Did you? I'm, I just started yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to be on with Gary and oh, Dar. So I'm really looking forward exciting. to that show. Yeah. Okay. So that show is going to be coming up 
on Gary Tobbs will be on Dishing Up Nutrition with Carolyn and Dar April 1st. So you really don't want to miss that. Gary is great. Um, he's got several books and he's been on our show a couple other times. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So okay. let's get back to the research, okay? Okay. So what does the research say? Is it genetics or lifestyle? Could it be your eating habits as part of your lifestyle? More than 52 million Americans suffer from osteoarthritis. That's the kind of arthritis that doctors tell us is from wear and tear. You know, is that really true? So if you have an old knee injury from that football or you damaged your knee in an accident, then perhaps it really is from the wear and tear on Mm -hmm. your joints. However, arthritis really is in a large part driven by low-grade inflammation. Again, what can cause inflammation? Maybe you and your family just have too many special holiday foods that are really high in sugar. Sometimes it's hard to change those family traditions, isn't it? Mm -hmm. If you think about holidays and treats and sugar, I mean, if we let ourselves think that we can just eat sugar because it's a holiday, how often would that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It seems it like be every all the week. time. Right, right. With the birthday parties, oh, yeah. Easter, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Valentine's Day. I come from a family of nine children. Oh, that's a lot of birthdays. <laughs> that's a lot of that's birthdays. Lot, that's a lot of birthday cakes. So, I mean, I think we just have to make a decision. Do we want to get rid of our pain? Exactly. And it's worth it to not partake mm-hmm. in some of those family food traditions. Absolutely. Let's just pretend that we can look inside the knee joint. What do we see when we have knee pain? Research study from Stanford University found that low-grade inflammation is the trigger that causes cartilage breakdown. So that's not genetics, right, Carolyn? No, that is absolutely. inflammation breaking down cartilage. Yeah, so you may be wondering, what exactly is cartilage? And why do we need good, strong cartilage in our knee joints? So let me explain. Cartilage is that smooth, rubber-like padding that cushions the bones in your joints. But unfortunately, it starts to break down when we have inflammation. Again, (laughs) what causes inflammation? Hmm. Foods high in sugar, listeners, mm-hmm. foods high in sugar. And foods like, turning into sugar. Yeah, yeah. those foods like cereal, granola bars, pancakes, pizza, cookies, and even something many of us would think as healthy like strawberry oh, kefir. We, oh. Let's talk about strawberry kefir more. Okay, when we, when maybe we come when we back come back, we're, from break. we're already going yeah. to break three. I can't believe it. Oh. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. As a dietitian, I get to work individually with clients and teach classes in a variety of settings. And for the next three months, I get to go to a local company and teach our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. More and more companies are realizing that in today's high-stress environments, their employees need better nutrition to stay healthy. They also realize healthy employees are key to the growth and expansion of their company. I love teaching people the power of real food. 
If you want us to come to your company, give us a call at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are finding that many of you listeners have questions about Osteovantive. That's the product that we just talked about before our last break. So here's some noteworthy noteworthy information for you. Osteovantive, first of all, it safely supports joints without any gastrointestinal side effects. That alone is huge. Yes, absolutely. So many people cannot tolerate ibuprofen and all of those anti-inflammatories and eat the prescriptions, especially. They're really hard on your stomach. They really are. Um, And, you know, some people don't feel stomach aches or stomach pain, but it is damaging the gut. Absolutely. So this is very safe with no gut side effects. Osteovanive supports an active lifestyle. It relieves joint discomfort after physical activity. That reminds me of my client who is the mechanic and works out five days a week and takes his to Osteovanive. Mm-hmm. Osteovanive promotes joint flexibility. And Osteovanive has been found to be twice as effective as glucosamine with chondroitin. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, we just started carrying this product Mm -hmm. fairly recently Um, to to hear that research that it's twice as effective as glucosamine and chondroitin. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. Really, really important. Many people feel improvement within 30 days. More people feel improvement within 90 days. That's also important because you may not feel the benefit overnight. Or even in one week. How many of our clients come back in two weeks or three weeks and say, oh, it's not working. Right. So you got to give, you know, often changing diet, people do start to feel better pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But you just want to give it, give it 30 days, give it a couple months to make sure. After using Osteovana for four months, most people are, have a huge decrease in pain. So the longer you use it, the more benefits you will notice. And you really only need to take two tablets per day. If you have questions about that product, call our office today, 651-699-3438. We do have time for calls if you have a call for us at the studio, 651-641-1071. And sounds like we got a few calls. Yeah, we got a few calls. Callers didn't want to stay in the air. Yeah. Um, So I think one of them was asking... Could you please give us some examples of good bedtime snacks without dairy? Great question. Yeah. One of my favorites is I take a half of an avocado. I put a little sriracha in it. Mm. (laughs) And I dip some uh, celery and uh, a few carrot sticks and peppers in into it for my bedtime snack. I I just wrote that down for myself. Um, and the the person was dairy free. Yes. So, yeah. and I pretty much dairy free as well. So oh, my bedtime okay. snack is also dairy free. Um, I like to take coconut canned coconut cream, full fat. Mm-hmm. I take a quarter cup of that, so it's very thick and creamy. And I mix in half of a banana, and I mash that, and so it's like coconut. Banana cream pie. Oh my gosh. To me, that's what it tastes that like. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Really good. Wow. Wow. Um, I could also have like almond butter mm-hmm. and half of an apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Maybe recently discovered coconut butter. Oh, yes. Oh, wonderful. That's kind of a 
addictive, actually. <laughs> so I love that for my bedtime snack, you know, with a few um, with a few vegetables usually or or even just, a, you know, half of an apple or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was the other question? I guess on that note, the other oh, question was about fruit. fruit. Oh, that's Just, right. Because yeah, we had yeah. been talking about foods high in sugar, mm-hmm. and they wanted to know, where does fruit fall well, in the scheme of sugar mm-hmm. foods? Absolutely. Fruit, the the sugar in fruit is fructose, so fruit is high in sugar. So at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we always tell our clients, pair your fruit with a fat and Preferably, of course, we like people to be eating all three three major groups here. Mm-hmm. The carbohydrate, mm-hmm. which would be the fruit. The fat might be a nut butter, right? And uh, some protein. So it could be a beef stick or something sure, like that. Sure, some deli meat or a mm-hmm. hard-boiled egg. But the fat, when you're combining it with the fruit, it helps even out the absorption of that sugar from the fruit. So it doesn't cause... The inflammation that we're talking right. about, right? Because it's buffering the blood sugar and we, we're not releasing a bunch of insulin that becomes right. inflammatory. Right, so. exactly. So, uh, Well, great. And some fruits, of course, are higher in sugar than others. Mm-hmm. Bananas, mm-hmm. bananas, tropical yeah. fruits, yeah. mango, Man. and the berries are the lowest Berries sugar. are the lowest. I, I love my berries. <laughs> I do, too. So... I have another client story. Oh, okay. Just kind of talking about inflammation. Um, Tim, he's an amazing Finnish carpenter who suddenly started having pain in his elbow. So here's Tim's story. A few months ago, as he was working, he noticed inflammation in his elbow. And he actually had a baseball-sized spot of inflammation. So it was like protruding on his left elbow. He went to his doctor, and the doctor said, well, this is bursitis. So the doctor said he could either drain it or Tim could just wait and see if the inflammation would go down on its own. Tim decided to wait and see. And as my client also, he also understands the connection to sugar and inflammation. He just thought to himself, what am I eating that I wasn't eating before? Then he realized he had started drinking strawberry kefir. Remember, we were going to talk about strawberry kefir. (laughs) He thought it was healthy for him. Um, A lot of people do think kefir is healthy. This one was strawberry, though, very high in sugar. At first, he drank about a quart a week. Then he was drinking three or four quarts a week. Eventually, he was drinking one quart a day. That's a lot of kefir. (laughs) What's in strawberry kefir that could cause Tim's inflammation? And what was leading him to want more and more of it? So he was drinking more every day. Yeah, well... Listeners, do you realize the amount of sugar that's in those flavored kefirs? In one cup, there is about six teaspoons of sugar. So there are 24 teaspoons of sugar in just one quart. Wow. Wait, so, 24 teaspoons? Yes, 24 teaspoons. That's so a lot of sugar. So he was getting that every day, plus if you had any other sugar. Yeah. Let's do the math together and see how much Tim was really drinking in one week. Okay, so we had, what do you just say, seven days a week Yep. T- times 24 teaspoons of sugar. Wow, that's 168 teaspoons of pure <laughs> inflammation. 168 teaspoons mm. of extra 
And really, that sugar is hidden. Even your client uh-huh. didn't mm-hmm. know that, you know, didn't right, really think about it. Because we are told that kefir is healthy. Right, right. So when he realized the amount of sugar that was in his drink that is advertised as healthy, I'm sure he just stopped drinking the kefir altogether. And what did you say? His baseball size bursitis actually went down and the pain was gone? Yes, his pain was gone. And, you know, as a society, we're eating 150 to 170 pounds of sugar each year that causes inflammation and can break down cartilage in our joints and our knee joints. Wow. So let's do a little recap. Okay. What do we talk about today? Sugar causes inflammation. Sugar breaks down cartilage, ligaments, and tendons. Sugar causes knee pain. We eat too much sugar. So I'm going to say it again. 150 to 170 pounds per year. I really encourage you all to go to our website, weightandwellness.com, and read Dar's article called Sugar, Aches, and Inflammation. I'd like to uh, share an encouraging story with you. So last week, Diane, one of the people in my Nutrition for Weight Loss class said, since I have changed my eating and given up my morning muffin, my knee pain is gone. So our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. It's simple, yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.